Another week in hip-hop and infamous Amadeus is here on the infamous hour. Shout out to the loyal citizens of Boom Bat Nation. Each and every Thursday, 9 p.m., an interactive experience where we bring legendary artists pre-pandemic, in the pandemic, and past the pandemic. Okay? While your favorite DJs was going bookings now and they're in the strip club, I'm still here and I'm still outside and inside at the same time, okay? And, of course, the infamous hour is sponsored by 97 Piff, the first ever fully organic a uh, can of butter infused with haze and hydro. Everything we do is 97. Okay. And speaking of 97, the gentleman that I have uh, on the line with me, Freestyles was crazy. Tony Touch Freestyles, super dope. Hell on Earth Freestyles is probably one of my favorite joints. And, and I specifically remember the, the white label, me getting the white label um, for, for the Illuminati joint. Crazy in high school. Okay, Montha, welcome to the Infamous Hour. Check it. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, my dude? Thank you for having me, so I appreciate you, man. No doubt. appreciate you coming. So, new single out now, and, you know, the fans have been asking, like, what's up with you, Mom Thug? Obviously, we had some dope conversation prior to this. You know, the solo catalog is kind of not out there. You did a lot of features, but, you know, what makes you come 2022, drop a new joint on them? Oh, man, just just feeling the vibe, man. Like, you know, coming from QB, man, it's just like um that that, that spirit never leaves you, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, we get caught up with uh with our with our regular grind and stuff like that, and you know uh you know music is just like hey man you got to get back to this, you mom, mm. you got you got things to finish, you know just unfinished business, man. I I need to, I feel like I didn't want to cheat the game, man. I wanted to make sure I can deliver this album to the people and more projects too. I got a lot of more stuff coming too. Mm, I know the fans are looking forward to it. So let's go back to the early beginning '90s. Hip hop was popping in Queensbridge, obviously, right? You know, we, we had the uh, we had the KRS One Shan battle, and then from there, once Illmatic came out, the, the whole entire culture yeah. shifted. And you know, me being from the Bronx, yeah. like hearing the stuff that y'all was doing, I was like, damn, I wish I was from Queens. I mean, it's just honest the instrumentation, yeah. the stuff that y'all was talking. But talk about the early right. days in Queensbridge and what influenced you to get into hip hop. Well, no, the bridge, man, the bridge was live when I was coming up, man. It was it was a real um animal kingdom mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But uh, you know, only the strong survived like that, man, at those times especially. But uh I'm just saying that to say uh, you know, the battles with MC Shan and Karis One, like we 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 liked the song The Bridges Over. When the shit came out, mm-hmm. we thought it was hot. Mm-hmm. Let's get don't get it, don't get it twisted. Like we thought the record was hot. We was bumping it and all that. Not more than the bridge, but we like that. We like the record when it came out. But Queensbridge was just um, uh, a, a was a rich place, man. Where a lot of um, uh, real G's, man, uh, was around doing a lot of uh, um, you know uh, real things, man. In regards to just uh, uh, everyday life in Queensbridge, man, a lot of a lot, lot of different activities out there, man, mm-hmm. you know, to say the least. But um, I'm just uh, you know don't want to get too crazy with it. But um, I love the bridge, man. The Queens Bridge, man, is just, you know, the most infamous, man. The mob said it the best, man. It's like the most infamous projects in the world, man. Mm-hmm. You know, will be experienced. Everybody knows each other, man. It's like, you know, you can't bump into one artist that don't know another who came up from that time, mm-hmm. including Molly Maul mm-hmm. and all of that, too. You know, Molly's sister was just telling me how she was just 
around, she like, I was around your building the other day, like, you know, stuff like me and Marlon was over around there. So, you know, coming from the same block, you know, just having little conversations like that, that the world probably would never even hear, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So shout out to Bell and everybody, yeah. Mm-hmm. At what point, being in that environment, did you guys realize that you had something special? Because it kind of felt like 94 to maybe 98, almost every hot rapper in hip hop was coming yeah. from that area, right? Coming from this specific yeah. projects. And then you had, you know, Nori coming from Left Rack. Obviously, Prodigy right. was from Long Island, but he's accepted as a Queens bitch artist. So when, when did you realize, like, damn, I'm really Absolutely. a part of something special? I mean, well, I'll tell you something, man. You know, um, when I came home from up north the second time, man, and, uh, you know, uh, Travis was doing a 25 life. He tried to catch me the first time. And, mm-hmm. you know, he caught me the second time. You know, I was in Southside, Jamaica, Queens, and my cousin, there's like a tragedy in the backyard. Just, mm-hmm. You know, you want to know. So I was like, all right. So uh, he was like, yo, I need you to work on this with me. Boom, boom. He, he was working on it already. Mm-hmm. But I was just doing like street team stuff, mm-hmm. things like that, that I take a lot of pride in too, man. A lot of those guys that still um, tap in with me today, uh, remember, you know what I'm saying, the street team efforts to who the fuck is Capone and Oriega stickers, who the fuck is Imam Dog, who the fuck is Gaddafi stickers everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, that was me facilitating that street team at that time, man. I had a lot of fun uh, doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, uh, it was just, you know, just me wanting to add on to 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 what was happening, man. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of things happening, man. Capone and Oriega was being developed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Trad was like, you know, I was like, damn, if I can get nice, and I know I can so I can keep I can solid seal a deal for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Just personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's my that was my personal view on it. And um uh and everybody kind of tapped in with it with me. Like, you know, Capone tapped in with it with me too, man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times man, Capone spent together, man, and he uh, you know, I would spit something to him and he would tell me little things and I would take that in consideration and it it would come out a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just like, you know, I just took everything you know, uh, that I learned from everybody, man. And just like, yo, I, I can be the best that I can be. That's where the driver's seats came in. That's where the true confessions came mm-hmm. in. That's where the Illuminati's came in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was just like an involuntary muscle. It was just something that just, was just happening. Just like this Immortal Legends, it's a project that's just happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a shout out to the yeah. intelligent Hulam himself. I, you know, and me and him yes. become very good friends. We have dope conversations about music and yeah. doing a lot of stuff, working behind the scenes. And I always expressed him that yeah. the War Report is my personal favorite album, right? And and it's not yes. it's not necessarily about lyrics and instrumentation, even though those combine. I always felt the energy was what what was important. Was what drew me to the project, right? This is and this yeah. is not like a super commercially successful. Uh, album in the terms of sales and stuff but culture impact right. it's there um what was the drive behind uh being with the whole two five movement and specifically the war report i mean i think the whole movement was just uh just uh you know getting cnn out there man mm-hmm. you know that was that was the main that was the main thing you know what i'm saying that was uh that was the main focus and uh everybody was the like you know was the fall in line with that right there man and, and um the two five thing with the iron chic thing with man tragic was supposed to come like right after that mm-hmm. that was the design right there mm-hmm. was for us to come right after that with that but you know we, we was doing the la la thing it was mm-hmm. a lot of uh east coast west coast mm-hmm. uh drama you know um i was just coming home throwing dudes in the trunk mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> on, the, on the projects and torturing dudes, dudes in the, the kitchen, kitchen just acting the fool and, uh, you know, that was just stuff, you know, that was just stuff that, uh, uh, we wanted to, um, 
uh, bring, bring across to the, to the, to the screen, screen to the people, you know, visually. So that was that was the thing. It was just about developing CNN, and my job was just to you know um uh, accomplish my assignments. You know what I'm saying? As a as a as a brand new artist, because I didn't even know how to rhyme at that time. When I started rhyming, I only knew how to rhyme like three months, ninety days. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Yeah, I was nice in like ninety days. I it took me a while to kind of figure it out too. After I crashed. Yeah. I had a crash too. I, I learned so fast. I had a crash, mm. so I had to rebuild and, and things like that. Yeah, mm. that's where I started making songs on the World Part Two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Thug Planet and, mm. and, and started doing shit like that. Like you know, started regaining my you know gaining my strength and shit like that mm. as an artist. I, I remember, um, and we were talking about this in high school. I, I remember me being in high school and getting the uh, Normanity freestyle white label yeah right and you know when i first received this record you know corner store i mean this is this is back block bronx days yeah. like you're navigating beats, to the hot yeah. bbs to get you know the bootleg of the bootleg so this is like third string oh, yeah. of what i'm getting i mean this is real <laughs> bronx hip-hop in the 90s that's right and when i first got the record i thought it was a nori record until obviously I got into journalism and I found out that it was actually your record with tragedy. Why didn't we get a two five you and tragedy album or body of work? Because you guys were killing the mixtape scene and you guys were killing the freestyles. So what, what was the dynamic that it actually didn't allow yes. it to happen? Um, you know what? I don't think I can answer that question only because I wasn't really in control of the situation at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I wasn't really navigating the shit. Yeah. So I, you know, I didn't really know exactly, um, you know, where a lot of, there was a lot of waves at that time, man. Yeah. So I didn't know where, where the, which, which way the shit was going to go yeah. and things like that. I wasn't the captain. So yeah. I didn't know which way it was going to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wish it would have happened though. Cause I, I, I love the Illuminati shit. Yeah. The True Confessions is one of my favorite songs. That was one of the uh, songs that I spearheaded mm-hmm. in my career, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Which is um, what I mean by spearheaded. I mean by you know, um, you know, I developed the the, the tempo of where the song is gonna go, mm-hmm. like driver's seat. Mm-hmm. I wrote the chorus, I, I I spit the verse, I set the tempo for where the song is gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know, the two confessions is the same thing. I set the tempo for where the song is gonna go. Mm-hmm. Illuminati, I set the tempo for where the song is gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that type of shit. Thug Planet too. Set the mm-hmm. tempo for where the song's gonna go. So, you know, I just try to I, I try to utilize that energy in my own artwork, man. And I just don't have the answers for what happened uh with the decisions that was made back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make sure that I don't cheat the game right mm-hmm. now by giving people more Imam Thug product. Yeah, yeah. Major key alert, independent artists, if you're watching, that yeah. is a major key alert. Also, one of the things that I remember in the mixtape circuit, I remember that they spelled your name. It was Imam, and then Thug was almost like an acronym, right? I, like, right. I remember it was like T dot H dot U dot G, right? But you, you're That's not right. spelling your name like that anymore. Is that correct? What was the actual meaning behind your, ma- your name? It was like truth, hunger, understanding, growth. Is that correct? Or? That's right. right. But I am spelling it like that right now. Okay. Right now, people people know me right now as the immortal legend. Mm-hmm. Imam Thug, the immortal legend. You know what I'm saying how I came back. You know what I'm saying from the, you know, from the, from the, from the, from the fucking grave, man. Yeah. To produce an album like this, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, and spit it at a high clip, man. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 uh, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I got the best uh, quality of 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 a sound on it with mm-hmm. Steve Sola, mm-hmm. different things like that, making sure that I can, uh, I don't cheat the people on the sound mm-hmm. and how this project is going to be put together mm-hmm. from A to Z. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So, um, yeah, man, you know, I put my own money behind it. You know, uh, I built my own studio. Mm-hmm. And, and just you know, you it. can cut. Yeah, you can. You can ding that too. Dang, you know what I mean? There it is. Now, now obviously, uh, you talked about you spent some time in jail. And, you know, I also spent some time in the mountains as well. And one of the things that I took away from being incarcerated, what I learned that took me throughout my life was I learned patience. Right. Patience was the, the lesson from incarceration that I took. But, you know, you going through the revolving door. What was the one thing that you took from it, like personally, that you carry on a day to day basis? hate to say regret because we never mm. want to really regret any of the things that we've done in the past because that's what shaped us uh, for who we are today. Mm. But I would say um, it just made me stronger, man. It made me uh, able to deal with anything in this world. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. whatever, whatever I'm going through in life, I, I kind of remember a lot of the shit that I've, I've, I've made it through. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. so you so- know, when I look at, yeah, when I look at a lot of things I made it through, you know, uh, coming out, you know, untouched, man, and, and going through and seeing a lot of different things and, you know, a lot of different, um, from a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of, you know, most people probably wouldn't survive these things. So uh, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm grateful. And, and, and yeah. you being up north in the 90s is much different than being up north now. We're talking about a heavy climate, you know, guys migrating from Rikers, getting sent downstate getting sent up north and, and around the time that you were actually incarcerated in Clinton Pac was like in and out at that same time. Do you have any running with him? Uh, you know, by any chance during the time you were there? Uh, no, nah, I didn't man. But I know that, um, when I got there, uh, my man from QB was like, yo, Pac just came through here. I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, man. I was like, wow. So I, it's like, I just missed him. We came from one and I got transit in, mm-hmm. I guess he had just got moved out or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But you know, the homies saw him. Yeah, so so they, they were yeah. definitely tapped in. Now, when I tap yeah. back into specifically the freestyles, right? Um, and, and we spoke a little bit off air. The Tony Touch joint, the Hell on Earth freestyle, is, mm-hmm. is 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 one of my favorites. One of the things that I actually liked about you as a lyricist that it wasn't necessarily revolved around gang banging, right? And and this is a gang That's banging right. culture in the '90s, right? This is really shoot, kill, stab, destroy. But you were you yeah. were more like. Talking the street shit, of course, but also spitting knowledge and, and giving guys game. And, and what made you want to be that type of lyricist when you could have just followed, you know, what other guys were doing as far as the whole gang culture of what hip hop was during that time? Well, uh, it's for the same reason now that I stand on the same principles now. It's just knowledge itself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and being righteous, you know, and um, not saying that, you know, those brothers don't have uh, their own way of righteousness. But, you know, when you follow a certain way of life mm-hmm. then uh you gotta have uh you gotta be humble you gotta have a certain balance and uh, a certain uh, uh mind state of, of righteousness man mm-hmm. you know and, and be willing to uh willing to grow mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and 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 willing to forgive yourself mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying for for your own shortcomings and and, and be able to um you know improve yourself man mm-hmm. you know? I, I, re- yeah. I remember i remember um hearing you on the violated joint um, yeah. that, that was that, that. That must have been like ninety nine. What, what was it working like? What was it like working with Chris Lighty? Because Chris Lighty, and you know, we're losing a lot of hip hop greats. Just lost K Slay. Obviously, you've been on some of his joints as well. Um, Rest in peace, to Slay. Yes, you know, but Chris Lighty's impact on hip hop is just tremendous, and I don't think people really understand, especially the way that his death has such a cloud over it. But specifically working with him, what was it like working with him? 
Well, to be honest with you, I never really knew Chris Luddy like that. Mm. To be honest with you, it's just that the people that I was working with knew him like that. You know, so you know uh, that wasn't my it wasn't my position. Like you know, at that time, like I said, I was just a featured artist, mm-hmm. just there to you know, hey yo, Iman, we need you to do this, we need you to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a set really uh, plan to be like, yo, we gonna work on this album for you, gonna work on the Iman Thug album, mm-hmm. and we gonna make sure that this is what it is. You know, man, mm-hmm. that's that's the focus mm-hmm. for me right now, which is the same thing how I felt too at that time too. But you got a lot of different people focusing on. Um, a lot of different priorities and you know you're just trying to make sure that you can assist wherever you can yeah. and just not you know, you know what I'm not, not 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 complain too much about things even today we don't complain about things too much we just do what we got to do mm-hmm. that's very honorable yeah. in the building you're now watching the infamous album to host the infamous Amadeus we are scanning the chat right now as I'm sipping some Jack Daniels honey with ice because I have no <laughs> Hennessy Hennessy's gone. Uh, my, my wife actually drunk the Hennessy. Now we, we spoke about no, she, she did. She drunk all the Hennessy. Uh, round plus for her. Okay, it's Mother's Day weekend. I can't tell her anything. So, um, so we spoke about obviously your feature catalog is extensive, right? I mean, you've been a part of CNN. I mean, you've been on a bunch of different projects, freestyle stuff. But why, why you never took the time to say, you know what? Let me let me chill for a minute. I need to focus on the Mom Thug project. Uh man, well, to be honest with you, I got um in corporate America a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a little bit, a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, over the past decade, I've been like uh building my empire there, man, in corporate America, man, like uh uh, uh create jobs and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a lot of different things like that, man. Mm-hmm. Um trying, making the um young adults aware of the economic economic opportunities out there mm-hmm. in the procurement uh, areas mm-hmm. on uh, different levels of uh, operation as mm-hmm. it pertains to the city, mm-hmm. the state, and government, and different mm-hmm. things. There's a lot of money that um, we're not engaged in. Yeah. And uh, they're looking for minorities, uh, contractors, and, mm-hmm. and vendors, and different things like that to, to get the, some of this $2.1 billion that's out there. Yeah. You know, so, but that's, that's what Iman Thug has been doing. I've been a part of, 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 of that. Corporate atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that transition easy for you going from hip hop to the corporate space? I, I interviewed Mike Geronimo, and he kind of did the same thing. Like he dropped an album, and then he basically opened like a camera company. He's installing cameras, mm-hmm. and you know he he's happy doing that. So was that transition okay. easy for you? And also, you know, just as a musician, was it almost like a hit to your, you know, because every every artist wants to feel like they're the best artist. I'm the best rapper ever. And right. to to even step behind any curtain at any point, it's almost like that's a real man decision. Like you know what, let me step away from the hip hop stuff. Let me let me go behind a thing. So you know, how was that transition for you personally? Well, I've always been doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I've been, um, you know, I've been, like, uh, you know, like, subcontracting since I was uh, young, 21, man. So mm-hmm. it's, I've been doing that before hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of me, uh, you know, taking it to a corporate level, mm-hmm. you know. That was that was the deal, taking it to a corporate level, mm-hmm. bossing it up, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what we did, man. We leveled it up, and um, we're doing a lot of uh, a lot of big business, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically in our South uh, and South Miami, and in the whole state of Florida, man. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause for yeah. you, keeping it yeah. keeping it busy and productive. Now, I also that's remember um, early two thousands Die Hard album, Buzz It in the yes. Streets, but we can't yes. find it. 
it, it's not it's not available yeah. anywhere. So so how does that come into play? Is that label situations? Is that um, maybe you wait until you have control of your own project to get it? Because obviously the people want to hear it, and when they watch the interview, they're like, "Yo, where's the diehard?" That you know, people know you for that. Yes, yes, the diehard man. Yes, that was uh, another um, like uh, grown situation. And you know what I'm saying, as a young artist, you're trying to really, you know, like operating as a corporate, even with this album, not this album is not, I'm not conducting it as an artist, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you're conducting from a business yeah, like, aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more, I'm, I'm operating as a firm. As you a know, firm, my yeah. company is pushing this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's a little different from looking at it as an artist. You miss a lot of things when you're looking at, when you're coming into this game and you look at it as an artist, you miss a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I do a lot of contracts now in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. So when I look back, it's like, you know, you, you see a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to learn from. That's all. It's just growth and development, man. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah growth and development. Now, coming back into the hip-hop space, we're in a much different time. You know, the infamous hour, Boom Bap Nation, we have a real core yes. fan base of, I would say, like 37 to 55, right? And and, and our fan base, much like most hip-hop fans from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, you know, they have a habit of instead of going to get the new Imam Thug project, they go back to True Confessions and, and you know, hear you on yeah. uh, War Report and, um, and some of the yeah. other stuff you've done. What do you yep. think us as a hip hop community? Because you you seem like a good person to ask this. What do you think as a hip hop yeah. community we can do to reengage the fans back into the new material that the legendary artists are dropping? I think that the um, a lot of the new fans, man, are just uh, also uh, looking for new material too. Mm-hmm. You know, we like the old stuff too, but we're looking for new material too. You know, so um, I like a lot of the uh, old stuff that a lot of my favorite artists did. But I want to hear a lot of new shit, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we're here to do. You know, we're here to give them the new shit. So we want to drop the album and let them uh, pick and choose from what, what they like, what they don't like. You know, we cater into the whole world. You know what I'm saying? We're not catering to one audience. When you listen to this album, this album, uh, every song is going gonna, is, is gonna to take you to a different space, man. It's not like a one-dimensional record. Mm-hmm. So I just want people to just, you know, get in where they fit in with the project. If, you know, whatever you like, you like. Whatever you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. But um, I just want people to appreciate the, the you know, appreciate the work, man. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Here on the Infamous Hour, we have a top five segment. I've done anything, I've done everything from top five fast food to top five this, top five that. <laughs> so, and this is going to be a one-of-one one question. I may ask other people in the circle along the lines of the same thing, but I'm going to ask you first. Uh, top five Queensbridge rappers of all time. Shoot for it. All right, I'm gonna say Imam Thug, the one. We go. <laughs> that's right. We gonna go. Even though um, P not from the projects, we represent P. Mm-hmm. We holding them down. We gonna say the immortal legend, Prodigy. Prodigy. Right. We gonna definitely go with Esco because you can't leave Esco off that list. Let's yeah. be very clear. Yeah, that's three. That's three. That's right. All right, number four. We're gonna go with. Um, Let's go. Uh, oh man, there's so many. Let's see. So, who am I gonna pick? Let's the MC Shan. Let's go with MC Shan. All right, that's four. Yeah, yeah. We got the bridge. Maybe we can't leave him out. Now we got the last one. You know. Oh man, this is a very political one right here, man. 
This is very, this is very, very <laughs> political, man. Who's it gonna be? I'm gonna say, tragedy Gaddafi. Tragedy Gaddafi. Yeah. Tra- tra- tragedy. Uh, he's famished. I mean, he's still rapping with the the hunger of day one. So, right, so we have that's the, right. So, so we have the new single out now. Uh, talk about the record. What can the fans expect if they when they go not if when they go stream this song and and, and interact yeah. with your new material? Um, I would say uh, embrace the embrace the new shit, man. Um, it's, it's um it's a new vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's a new vibe. It's something that you, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, do your one-two to, man. I know that the, the ladies are probably going to love it in the club and different things like that, man. You know, the homies is like, man, you know, you know the girls are going to love that. So we're we just here to make sure that everybody can just have fun with the music, man. Yeah. So hopefully you can listen to it, have fun with it, you know what I'm saying, with your lady, with your wife, mm-hmm. with your girl. You partying with six girls, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is that type of record. Mm-hmm. So me and my wife have a good time to this record, so I'm just saying, this is a dope record. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and when can the Enjoy fans? It. When can the fans expect the album? The album we're looking for the album to drop on June seventh. Okay, June seventh. We have a date here on the Infamous yeah. Hour. Exclusive. Yeah, That's right. Mixed and mastered by Steve Silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Major Killer. Now, in the time that you were in the featured circle, right, or just creating, was there ever an instrumental? Or something that you could have got on that maybe, you know, you didn't, maybe somebody else jumped on it, maybe didn't hand the verse in, in time. Hmm. That ended up becoming like a classic. I mean, like, um, hmm. I think everything I heard I wanted to jump on, man, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. You know, everything. I was, you know, every every record that I had, I want to get on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, the one of my favorites that I really liked was the Strange Fruit record. It was produced by Pete Rock. Mm-hmm. You know that um, that was one of my favorite joints, man. Um, I was there when that record was recorded in the studio, and I was like, "Damn, I wanted to get on that joint right there." That was right there. That was that was that was awesome. But that's one of my personal favorites that I wanted to get on. Yeah, yeah. And also, while navigating in these circles, was there anybody from Queensbridge or just Queens in general? That you felt had the potential to be a like a super superstar artist, but maybe didn't get their fair shot. Uh yeah, there's a there's a there's a few artists out that um uh, that's that's like that man. The hood is like a you have a, you have a lot of those guys, man, yeah. including myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, even though I'm, I'm I'm grateful for you know the opportunity I had to be on a lot of platinum records and mm-hmm. a part of gold albums for my contribution. And you know, uh, personally and stuff like that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the hood. We got a lot of artists that um, you know, that are nice. That are you know, that should be coming out, man. You know, we got uh, we got Ruff, we got Pip Jones that's mm-hmm. out there scrapping right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it's the list goes on and on, man. You know, saying nature, he could have, you know, he he had a great rise with the firm too, but he yeah, still, he you know, could have been great. You know, what I'm saying you got Wiz too. Mm-hmm. Where's from the Brave Hearts, all of them, all, all of that whole Brave Heart camp, all of those mm-hmm. guys, they did great things. But you know, we all have the potential to be great. Queensbridge is full of greatness, man. Yeah. And uh, one thing, one thing we're gonna keep doing, um, as as a as a as a Queensbridge um um unit, mm-hmm. is we're gonna keep putting out work, and we're gonna keep supporting each other, man. You're gonna hear Queensbridge artists on my on my record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying whether it's Nas or whether it's Capone or if it's you know what I'm saying whether it's Ruck or mm-hmm. It, you know, we're always going to be able to mix and mingle with one another. That's how I feel personally. Mm-hmm. Being someone who has both been in front of the mic 
behind the mic and working the A&R type of structure and, and promoting records. You know, we have a lot of independent artists that watch this show that listen to me on SiriusXM and, and they consistently looking for advice. So from someone who's been on both sides, like what is the best advice that Imam Thug could not only give to an independent artist, but maybe the younger Imam Thug? I would say um, definitely uh, focus on the business. Mm-hmm. On the business, being an artist is great, uh, but you need to focus on the business, mm-hmm. you know. Because if you're not, if your business is not being handled right, you know, you're not really doing nothing, yeah. You know, you're not really doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing you know, on, on the corporate world, man. You know, you got a lot of guys who, you know, you operate with insurance, but you ain't got no license, you know, you but you, you, you can't get big contracts, you're not getting, you know, 3.5 million dollar contracts operating that way, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not getting seven million dollar contracts operating that way. Ten million dollar contracts operating that way. Mm-hmm. So we just have to learn how to um uh dot our eyes, cross our T's, and conduct our business right, mm-hmm. and uh, and be a great artist at the same time, man. Mm-hmm. It's a great marriage, you mm-hmm. know. So when the two when the two meet, it's a great marriage, mm-hmm. man. We don't know that in the beginning. You know, because a lot of things we don't know. Yeah. You know, that's why we fuck up a lot. When we was younger, we ain't know a lot of shit. Mm. You know, but now, you know, we know things and we trying to put what we know into play mm. and uh and, and see what happens, man. It's up to the people. You mm. know, we're working on V12's album and, and right now too. He yeah. got um he got some great music coming out. Mm. Um I'm working very uh closely with him on his new project. Mm. And uh, you know, Steve is mixing and mastering his project mm. as well. And uh we just trying to keep it uh QB. That's all. Mm-hmm. Are record labels making a mistake in 2022 by not implementing the artist development structure, right? Because it's almost like they're grabbing kids off of IG. You know, yeah. and, and as far as street culture has always been a saying, like when you get hot in your hood, they kind of, you know, piggyback off it. But, uh, you know, are labels in this sense making a mistake? Because it kind of feels like obviously the music is being consumed faster, but the records are not lasting. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the development of the actual record. So is this a mistake and how can labels correct this structure? I'm not sure if it's too much of a mistake. I just think that, I think that artists need to work more, you know, um, as uh, with a business mind or with somebody who, who knows more about business. Mm-hmm. That's not, um, uh, that's not caught up in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, you don't want you know if you got if you're working with if you're working with um, a bright mind mm-hmm. outside of the industry that can consult with you and give you uh, a solid information, then you can move a lot better with your decisions mm-hmm. inside of the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, so my, my my advice would be try to have somebody to work with you that's not that's that's not too much caught up in the industry that can advise you. That's 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 an intel, mm-hmm. an intelligent person. Most definitely. Uh, final question, Bob Doug. When it all when it's all said and done, what is your legacy? What, what do you want to? Leave? I mean, obviously, you're not done writing this book. There's still many chapters. Right. But what what is your right. goal as far as the impact you want to leave on the culture, hip hop, and and the people who like to listen to you? My goal is just to uh, you know to satisfy the people, man. I just want to be an artist that was known to give the people everything that he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Your mom thug on the infamous hour. If they want to follow you on social media, where can they follow you at? You can find Addy Mom, Addy Mom Thug underscore QB. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can also follow me. You know what I'm saying? You can catch me on Facebook, man. We we, we all over the place, man. You type in Google, okay. you find us all over the place. But we out here, we working on new new projects, new material. We got the album release party. We looking to, uh, to get going in Tampa mm-hmm. with my man, DJ Cap. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're going to bring some people out. You know what I'm saying? If you want to come out, you know I'm saying? we can get you out too, family. And make sure appreciate you're in that. a good space. Of course, appreciate you know what I'm saying? Come yeah. on, have a good time. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's right. about hospitality, man. Hospitality and Hennessy. And Hennessy. <laughs> and Hennessy. This is the Infamous album. your host, the Infamous Amadeus. Make sure you listen to me, Sirius XM, Shade 45, every single Thursday, noon EST for the new hip-hop boom-back classics, and 3 p.m. for the throwback classics. Make sure you subscribe to the Infamous Hour. Follow myself, follow Boom-Bap Nation, and follow Imam Thug. Till next time, stay safe, stay productive, and stay COVID-19 free. See you then. 